Craft Beer Radio, episode 374, on March 19th, 2016! And welcome to Craft Beer Radio, that's our buddy Nick on the guitar. Throwing up some devil horns. <laughs> and uh, we have a array of beers, most of them are from uh, the San Francisco trip I just went on, a bunch from Russian River, and then we also have a... Uh, a arrogant bastard brewing company selection too. Yes, we do. To, uh, we figured add. the beers that of of the beers Greg brought back, uh, three of these Russian rivers are not intended to be aged. We yeah. drank right away, so that's what we want to do. But before we get to them, let's do this Kolsch. All right, so this is from San Francisco Brewing Company. Uh, I just saw this at uh, Ales Unlimited, and I said, "Hey, why not? This looks interesting. It's Cable Car Kolsch, the cable in cable." Starts with a K in this one. It's 4.8% alcohol by volume, 22 IBUs. Always interested in trying out cultures. I think they're, they're kind of... Uh, they're a new sort of go-to for test for, for checking out a brewery, I think. San Francisco Brewing Company is in San Carlos, California. Presume it's nearby. I, 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 would, I would hope. Why be like it's actually miles Illinois. Away? Why don't you be like 400 miles away down near San Diego? So, all right, we have a goldish color with a little bit of sort of almost a brownish note to it. Uh, there's about a finger's worth of a creamy head. It's moderately cloudy. You can see a finger through the glass, but you can't really make out any detail. Pretty malty on the nose. Kind of a honey biscuit. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, yeah. the malt has kind of honey tone to it. Uh, biscuit, like you said, I'm, I'm right on with you. That's the main part of the aroma. Uh, maybe a little bit of esters in the aroma as well. Nothing too hoppy to speak of in the nose. All right, well, let's let's go forward. Really multi through the flavor. Really is matches the aroma for the most part. You get some biscuity, it's kind of like buttered biscuits a little bit. Uh, don't don't read into the buttery part too much, but I'm kind of getting that. And uh, some honey type tones. Maybe a little bit of bittering hops toward the end there, but really it's not really standing out too much. A very interesting noted <laughs> they have a bit they're using some sort of um 40s or 30s talk on the the marketing speak on, on the bottle why don't i just read it it's more interesting that way hey old sport make tracks and hop on the nearest cable car for a ride no flim flam here this open air tin car cruising the san francisco hills is sure to blow your wig much like this keen german style kolsch you don't have to be a gumshoe taste the mildly sweet multi blah 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 uh, this giggle juice, <laughs> giggle juice, uh, promises refreshing, blah, 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 uh, to remind you of a swell time soaking in the views of the bay. And if you happen to get bent, ring-a-ding-ding, you don't have to drive. I took out all the descriptors because... <laughs> Uh, 
it's nice. It, it's refreshing. It doesn't. It's it's not too overbearing. It's kind of um, it has enough of a malt body, enough of the of that just sort of biscuity malt to get through. There's no um, appreciable. There's there's a slight, uh, I, I guess, a slight spicy like zots like character to the hops. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a nice easy drinking Kolsch with a little bit more of a malty uh, kick than than some that I've had. Finish is pretty dry. Uh, I agree with everything that Greg said. Not really getting out the the hoppy finish like you said. Maybe a little bit of bitter towards the end, but I'm not noticing that as much. But other than that, I mean, nice clean malt flavors, mm-hmm. and uh, does finish on the dry side. Maybe a little bit chalky, but it's a decent drinker. Look where San, San Carlos was. It's it's not in Southern California. No, it's it's in the Bay Area. It's it's north of Palo Alto, south of San Mateo. So, you know, a little bit north of the airport. Oh yeah, so that that's that's well well within yeah. the area you could call San Francisco, yeah. San Francisco metropolitan area. Right. I think the thing about San Francisco, you think of something that's you know on right Street there. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Danny Tanner was across the street from it or something like that. <laughs> Oh, so speaking of that, have you watched any? I know that uh, Heather has. Have you watched I've any? I've seen a couple. Of the, uh, uh, I've seen Fuller House. I think I saw the first two, maybe three episodes. Ugh. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> it's really. Um, Kimmy mm. Gibbler's in it. Yeah. Yeah, Steph Tanner's good to look at. <laughs> I guess DJ's good. To, yeah, DJ's good to look at too. Stuff where it dresses a little more provocatively. So, um, it's still a very white show, right? I mean, it's like yeah, it's profoundly kind of white. <laughs> it's yeah, I guess. I mean, like I said, I the first episode. This is post show stuff, man. Why are we talking about this? Now? I don't know. Well, San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. mentioned it. <laughs> Think about it. Okay, the post show will bring out Fuller House for all those of you who are. It's not going to be that exciting. No. I don't have much to say about it other than what I already said. All right, so let's move on then to another beer before we get lost. Yeah, I think we do the STS next. All right, on to Russian River. So about 40 miles uh, north of San Francisco is Sonoma. Or, um, yeah, it's Sonoma, basically. They are in uh, Santa Rosa, the town there. Santa Rosa, that's right. <laughs> And that's where this little, this little brew pub, little neighborhood River, brew pub, uh, which it, you know you go in there and it was, this was about Tuesday, about four thirty. It was very crowded already. <laughs> I managed to get like the one seat that was available at the bar, uh, above their whole list of of uh, you know their chalk list were all the medals that they have won at the Great American Beer Fest. There are a lot, so it's um, it's impressive. I only had two beers there because I had not had anything to eat that day, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was uh, and I was running on fumes. But I did bring back some of these beers. <coughs> All right, so this is the SCS. This is their uh, pills, and I won gold at the JBF this year. Yes, right? it did. Five point three five percent alcohol by volume. Mm. 
Very, very hop forward on that. It is very hop forward. It's more hop forward than I remember the one I tasted at GABF. It's almost, it, it, it's it's continental hop, it's spicy, but it's so potent it's coming across dank. Yeah, it, it smells almost like Amarillo to me. It has some of that dankness there that uh, an Amarillo can, can lean into those orange flavors also. Yeah, see, it, for me it smells like it's coming from continental, but it... It's such, a saturation, it's such a saturation that it's kind of dank. Uh, basically, straw in color, very clear, crisp, and clean looking. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, spicy. So spicy on the nose. Getting used to that strong saturation hop. Spicy on the nose. There's some malt in there, but really, it's second mm-hmm. secondary to the hop aroma on this. These come in these. Uh, 510 milliliter uh, bottles, so 1 pint, 1.25 fluid ounces. A little bit different than your your standard bottle. Now, when you go under the flavor for this beer, the malt really pops through. You know, it, it doesn't have that big hopping mm. that we we're getting on the nose. Yeah. And actually, it doesn't seem nearly as dank or hoppy on the flavor as it did straight off the aroma. I almost wonder if the glasses we're using were trapping too much aroma. If this was in a Pilsner glass, we wouldn't have noticed how um, potent those hops were. What's funny is that they originally called these Pilsner glasses. Well, Spiegelau <laughs> did. Yes. Uh, I agree that the... the, the is, yeah, it's much more malt forward than the nose, but there is a decent hop addition mm-hmm. there. It's not... Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's a lot more imbalanced yeah. than mm-hmm. the aroma was suggesting it would be. So you get this kind of dry, um, crackery malt up front. A little bit French bread-like. Almost. French bread, okay. And then, but it, it, it finishes really clean. Mm-hmm. Kind of leaves maybe a little bit of bitterness there, but, I mean, it's remarkably clean on the finish. Yeah. You know, everything that, you know, Budweiser would say in their tasting notes, right? Quick, clean finish. Yeah, it's, it, it's a little... It, it remains behind. It's a little bit spicy. It's got um, you know, some, some grassy notes as well. Uh but it's the, the 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 malt flavor dissipates pretty quickly and, and is clean, like Jeff said. I wonder what the production date on this because I mean this seems really hoppy. It was bottled on the seventh of March, so it's pretty fresh. Mm. Yeah, they have a store like right there, so mm. I was able to get these. Um, as I left, and I got uh, some Sonoma County blend as well. And then I think, right. uh, which one did I take? Was it um, Consecration? Yeah, I think so. I think that's right. So we'll have that coming up at some point. Yeah, we didn't feel the need to do all the Russian rivers on this <laughs> show. Just the ones, we really, we, the next two, we're doing Blind yeah. Pig and Pliny, Pliny the Elder. And... It would just be a travesty to let those sit for three or four weeks in the fridge and not get those drank right away. You say drank, and we have a beer called Pink Drink. should probably say at least sour, so we probably yeah, say that too. let's save that for a little bit later. Yeah. All right, so next we're going to move on to Blind Pig, which was, as far as I know, Russian River's first IPA. 6.25% alcohol by volume. Year-round, Blind Pig IPA. 
don't give you much information on this sucker. <laughs> uh, one thing that it was interesting Russian River is they were selling. Um, oh, it does. They have some stuff in here. Um, you know, they were selling twelve packs of of plenty there. Mm-hmm. So and that was a big seller. Like people were just getting a few beers and then buying a six pack and <laughs> buying a twelve pack and leaving. Um, it's uh, you know it's very much in demand. Uh-huh. I could imagine. This is exactly the same on okay. the website, yeah. This one was, it's a little bit older. This one was bottled on February 17th, so it's about a month old. I wonder when Plenty was bottled. Plenty was February 24th. <laughs> you can sit it in your water glass there. <laughs> Okay, so the color is a copperish, and it's got about a half finger's worth of another sort of creamy head. We've got lots of creamy heads tonight. Very clear. Yeah, very clear. I would go with gold on the color. The aroma is kind of mango, pineapple. Yeah. I'm actually getting a little bit of durian in there. There's a little sulfury note. Mm-hmm. Maybe green onion would be a more... Because of with because of the mango that's yeah. in there also. Oh, okay. For me, it's pulling the two into the durian realm. It smells pretty good. It does. It does smell pretty good. It smells like there's a fair amount of maltiness to back it up to. You would be right. Yeah, that has a nice malt character. The, the hops are so all over the flavor that I'm not really, at least not in the first sip, wasn't able to pick out any malt flavor, mm-hmm. but the body that it gives is, is, yeah. is, 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 is you know, uh, formidable and it, it balances out any kind of pressure from the hops. There's a bit of, to me, the malt is a little, it, it reminded me a bit of something sort of sweet, something sort of like pancakes or, or maybe a, a waffle with a little bit of syrup in there just to, a sweet note to counteract some of mm-hmm. uh, the what is relatively aggressive hoppy, but not super aggressive. It's not super West Coast, uh, in your face, arrogant bastard mm-hmm. stuff, right? You don't. I mean, you hear people talking about Blind Pig, but not nearly as much as the other mm-hmm. IPAs that Russian River makes. This is really good. It's very tasty. Um, it does have a little bit of that tropical stuff, like you have saying, a little mm-hmm. bit of that mango. It has more of the resiny stuff going on. Um, probably a little a bit of Amarillo in there, I'm guessing. Uh, I don't think Simcoe's in there. I yeah. would say Centennial Cascade, Amarillo. I'm with you. Yeah, there's there's a little bit of... Um, citrusy, some tropical touch of sulfury, like you said, a green onion or something like that. But uh, it's a pretty good drinker. I doubt they would have, you know, I doubt they would have gone with, you know, throwing newer hops in there. Like I doubt they would be putting Simcoe or stuff in or or Mosaic in there at this point. They probably haven't. You you would presume that that's pretty uh, classic Mm -hmm. for them. You know, they've been making Blind Pig for fifteen years now. And maybe they reformulate it, but you would tend to think probably not. 
So do we go directly to Pliny? No, I think we want to take a hoppy intermission. We see that seems to work out well mm-hmm. for us. Um, this guy's a big boy, so maybe we do do the sour. All right. Let's do-do. Do-do the sour. From AL Industries. This is, They are in Oakland, so like right across the bay. Pink drank. I saw this and I said, huh, I got it. Get this sucker in me. <laughs> East Bay a sour aged Helladays in oak barrels. Britannomyces bruxellensis primary ferment with lactobacillus finished with Cascadia raspberries. It sounded like they were name dropping a little bit there, but um <laughs> There's more info on that label than there is on the website. They they, they do put the hella days. Hella days. Six percent brewed and by L Industries. I don't know anything about this brewery, so anything you can find about them All right, I'll see quickly would be good. They have a whole thing called our story. The beer pours a um, orangey red, moderately cloudy. Not much head. Ooh. Okay, so, so they were originally in Concord and then they moved to the Fruitvale district of Oakland. Okay. The um it's like the label said it was Brett in the primary and then uh Lacto. Lacto. Well, I guess Brett and Lacto. Or wait. It's hard to say. Maybe it was primary fermented with lacto and Brett was in the barrels. It's it's hard to tell what they mean. But uh, it's it's a... Yeah, this isn't a pure... It's an acidic smelling beer. Getting like super tart raspberry on the nose. Touch of yogurty. Yogurty tang. The, The color is a... Well, let's see. How would you call that? It, it's it's not like pink red. It's not as pink as you might think. <laughs> right. uh, it's a little bit of a of a burnt red, I guess you could say, like a burnt sienna. It's a little bit brown. Yeah. Um, throw down much of a head, what you wouldn't expect with a bread and lacto. Anyway, lots of. Lots of bugs. You know, lots yeah, of stuff a, from bugs that you're coming to. Your it's a tangy. There's a, I'm trying to like, trying to pull out another note. There's, I want to say there's something a little bit like asphalt coming off of it. I can sort of see that. Anytime you get a, a lot of raspberries together, <laughs> you actually get a concentrated flavor and an aroma that's a little bit different than you might expect from just... Yeah, if you like cover this glass and just peek your nose in and sniff it, it it's too much. It's too much aroma. You need to like just kind of take. You need to sniff it like just coming off the glass, like what's coming out of the off the rim itself. It smells like it's going to be a cheek digger, (laughs) digging into your cheeks, shredding your skin. They say the website is arguably the most Bay Area sour beer ever conceived. I don't really know what that means, but okay. It is significantly sour, tart. 
there's um, tobacco flavor coming out in there. Yep. Um, of course, the raspberries. They kind of went kind of like a Flanders. Ooh, got a second that, like, hit of the sour. Yeah, get that like malty. And then like now, now my salivary glands are like gushing. <laughs> you know, it's like, give me more. It's uh... But it starts out malty, kind of like a Flanders, almost like a Rodenbach or something. Mm-hmm. But then it gets a tobacco punch. And then it rolls through into where the sour digs in and kind of sets up shop. And then it gets, then as you swallow, it gets really, really sour, like Sour Patch Kid Sour. It gets very tip of your mouth sour, and it it like uh, it hits you back mm-hmm. with the sour. It's interesting. Remember how not too long ago we were talking about Lawfully, mm-hmm. and whether Lawfully is what Lawfully used to be? This is reminding you. This kind of takes, it's not exactly the same. But the level of sour reminds me of that very first lovely that we had. Well, you just got to age it hella days. Hella days. <laughs> wow. It's a 12 ounce bottle, so I poured Greg and I both six ounces. Yeah. But it's so sour, I probably should have saved some in the <laughs> bottle. So we're going to take our time with this one. So I think it's commercial time. Now, why would we do a commercial? We do a commercial because we have great listeners. Great listeners. And they like to shop on Amazon, but they don't go to Amazon.com. Only the bad listeners go to Amazon.com. The great listeners go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. And you should be a great listener, too. Don't you want to be a great listener? Exactly. Just go to the go Amazon shopping through that link. Doesn't cost you a penny more. We get a referral bonus and uh, helps out the show. Craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. And if you remember, we'll do Amazon Anonymous in the post show. (laughs) We talk about interesting things that people have bought. We don't know what you bought. We just know what everyone has bought. Right. We have a collective list of what people have bought. And we point out stuff that we find interesting for whatever reason. Yes. That's really sour. I do kind of wish that... Uh, Where's the funnel? Yeah. <laughs> Put it back in the bottle. I'm going to just set it on the side and get another glass. Might be a good idea. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Mm. Okay, we are back with fresh glasses. We'll save the pink drank for a post-show. Now Plenty time. The world redound. Plenty the elder. So this is a double IPA, which you may have heard of before. Um, We've had it before, whether it's... I think it may have been sent to us at one point. Yeah, Gary's probably sent us a bottle, maybe someone else. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hopefully this is the freshest. 8% alcohol by volume. So there are two Plinies. There's Pliny the Elder and there's Pliny the Younger. Pliny the Younger is sort of a very limited release... Yeah, you just missed it by a couple weeks, and uh, but you probably didn't want to go. It wasn't to, why it was there. You, <laughs> if it was Pliny, Pliny the Younger Day, you probably would have avoided Russian yeah, River. Yeah. All right. This has uh, more golden color than Blind Pig does. Very clear. 
there's some tropical notes in the nose, but this is also a lot more resiny than Blind Pig was. I'm getting more orange and uh, like orange zest mm -hmm. than where the Blind Pig was giving me more more mango and pineapple. Right. It also doesn't smell like it's going to have the same malt support the Blind Pig had. It seems like this is going to be very West Coast, very yes. hop forward, and just enough malt to give the beer body. Oh, that was weird. No, my first, no, my tongue told me. What was that? Peppers. Like, I, I peppers. Like, when it, when it landed on my tongue. My tongue's like, oh, this is going to be spicy. Hmm. Like, the first thing my tongue felt was, like, the like capsaicin flavor. Like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be spicy. That's what my tongue was telling me before it realized what I wonder it was if tasting. that's sort of a reaction to the sourness. Oh, maybe, maybe. Um, okay, so what do we have here? A lot of, a lot of mango, a lot of orange. Uh, some, I think there's Simcoe in here because um, there's some resin notes. It's, I'm still getting it. I'm like tasting like poblano or something. <laughs> really? My tongue's broken. Yeah, I'm tasting this like peppery, like a poblano or something like that. Uh, you know, very strong hops. The the malt is, yeah, considerably, considerably like less of, uh, it, it's more saltine than anything else. It's really just a, a very light platform mm -hmm. for the hops to lay on top of. Um. It's very crisp and clean, very well put together. Uh, it's not the best IPA or, or DIPA I've ever had, but it's very good. Mm -hmm. I'm I trying mean, to, I'm trying to like get my palate yeah. calibrated. I'm wondering if that sour beer really threw me for a loop. I mean, it has a deserved reputation of being very good beer, and it mm -hmm. is. Um, I don't know whether it's. Um, do you taste the rare? I, I so I, I've I've seen people talk about how, you know, Blind Pig's underrated compared to to Pliny the Elder, and as of right now, and maybe we messed true. up putting the pink drank in the middle there, but uh, I think that the Blind Pig was, like, almost everything I was looking for. Yeah, I think and, Blind Pig was was a was a was a really 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 good beer, and this is just a really good beer. <laughs> And the difference is huge. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure what else there is really. Yeah, I mean, there's... It, it also... It seems like there's less depth in, in Pliny. It seems like you get what you get. Yeah. Where with Blind Pig, there was more exploration. You could, you could kind of get some other things out of it. Well, the fact that the malt is so played down, um, mm -hmm. and the hops are more standard it's a it's a more standardized ipa situation than you would have had like five or six years ago and you know when right. plenty was really um making waves i guess you could say so it, it's it's more that other ipas have caught up to plenty than mm -hmm. the plenty is necessarily right. it was revolutionary it was groundbreaking yeah. No, that shirt I have, right? It says Pliny the Elder, no Randall required, mm -hmm. you know. So it brought massive amounts of hop flavor, you know, into your glass when other beers at the time weren't hitting that level. 
everyone's learned how to do that now. So, yeah, it was, you just got to set it back as a pioneer. Yeah. And as, as a pioneer, I mean, it's a very good beer. Yeah. Right. So then the, those first four beers were beers that Greg picked up in San Francisco. This last one is one I picked up here in Pennsylvania. I picked this up at Caliente. This is the Double Bastard in the Rye. It's aged in Templeton rye barrels. Not from Stone Brewing Company, from Arrogant Bastard Brewing Company. It's the same thing. So, all right. Double Bastard in the Rye. Aged in Templeton rye whiskey barrels. Any other information that I have on here? Not really. It's a corked bottle. I paid $22 for this. It, what size is this? It's a... 500 mils. It's an interesting shape. It looks bigger than the Russian River bottles. Looks like there's much more volume there, but it's the same size. In, see, it's brewed on December 10th, 2013. I guess it's the first time it was brewed. This says 2015 right here. Okay. If I can get this cork out. They're just not giving me any. Or see, I see that was information for Bastard in the Rye. This is double Bastard in the Rye. So you can, by based on what's on the label, give me more information than what's on their website. I'm sure it's very verbose and poetic. All right. Comes in a bomber. It's a uh, 500 mil bottle. Same size as those Russian rivers. It just looks bigger. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. There's a punt in the bottom. Ah. And uh, it's thicker glass. It's like a Belgian-style oh, glass. Oh, yeah. Huh, how about that? So it's just uh, making it look 12. like a... 12.7% alcohol by volume in this one. So this is 500 milliliters. These are 510. Yeah. Which one's bigger? You would absolutely say the, the Eric and Bastard yeah. one is. Deep copper reddish tones on that. Color. The aroma is all whiskey barrel. It's big, malty, very barley wine-esque sweetness. Mm-hmm. You get tons of oak. It's a, it's a, it's a darker. Um, Lots of oak. How do I, how do I want to describe the oak? You know, I don't know what Templeton rye whiskey tastes like firsthand. Um, it's not as cinnamony. Or vanilla-y as, you know, many other uh, whiskey oak smells come from, especially vanilla. This one is more grainy, more, I guess, resiny, but there's probably because it's double bastard, right? So, I mean, there's going to be super resiny hops in this thing, too. It'd be interesting to, to see if the whiskey and vanilla do anything to combat the hops and, and the... Um... If, if the rye does anything to it as well. Keep in mind, we just had that um, Guardian dry hopped with Pecco. Mm-hmm. A beer, old Guardian, fresh, beer we've never really cared for in that format. And the Pecco hops made it really good. It's true. So, different treatments, you know, can definitely really change your opinion of beers that you know. So the flavor, 
You start out with something that's kind of barley wine-esque. It's very malty, very sweet. Get a bunch of big caramel. And then you get this kind of, I hope I get used to it, but first sip was like this kind of bracing, I don't even want to describe it. It's it's very woody, very, very woody resiny, almost like sap or something like that, like pine sap, where it's kind of, um, I don't want to use the word sour because we just had like sour sour, yeah. but it's it's this like bitter, but like, not hop bitter, but like wood bitter type flavor that sits in the middle middle back of your tongue. And I'm gonna have to take another sip. Hopefully that's just a calibration thing and it doesn't seem so bracing after another sip. It it struck me as milder when I first tasted it than than, than your sip was. It, it it seemed more evened out. It seemed a little bit more, you know, sweet on the front, very barley wine esque. The woody, I definitely saw that. Um the the hops were there, but they're kind of they're also very uh, modulated by the the woody note. That was just you mm-hmm. know one sip. Let's, let's see what happens as I continue. Yeah, I, I, I drink it. I, I'm really getting hung up on that part of the barrel there. It's 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 too much. It's standing it's too out much. too it's far. Too much. It's standing out too far and getting in the way of of. I, I really like the the rest of the beer. I like the hops are in place with the malt. It's a malt forward beer. Uh, all that's going, and then I hit this like sour bitter, or I guess bitter woody wall. Interesting, because I'm not really hitting. It's that, like I'm so. licking a plank, like a fresh cut plank. I can totally see where you're coming from, and I actually taste it. It's just that's yeah. not. It's like the durian thing, right? That's a wall for me. It's not a wall for you. Mm-hmm. This seems to be like a wall for you. That's not necessarily yeah. a wall for me. Right. I, I think I'm enjoying this more than you are. Which surprising. It's surprising, yeah. right? Because usually you're the guy complaining about how it tastes like licking a board, mm-hmm. and it's me this time. So there's something in in this that's uh, that for whatever reason mm-hmm. is is rubbing you slightly the yeah. wrong way, and it's not for me. I, I, I'm enjoying this a lot. I think it's. I think it's typical of um, of arrogant bastard of the arrogant bastard line, and that it's uh, it's sort of like it's decadently overmodulated. It's <laughs> it's it's very much here you go, you get that one too. Oh, there's some. It's uh, it's thrown. It, they're throwing caution to the wind, and they're just you know going for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a space for that, and I'm glad they're there. Uh, I I'm not saying this is a this is the best beer of the night, but it, it's it's decently enjoyable, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but I would say that it, it's going to be big and woody. It's not going to be. Um, it's 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 not going to mm-hmm. be a, just a, a version of arrogant bastard that that also tastes like whiskey. Right. It's a different character. It's a different animal. I, like I said, I really like how it doesn't taste like arrogant bastard plus whiskey. Yeah. It's more mellow. It has aged. It has really brought through some nice flavors. It's just I have this. I've got that wall that's on, that I'm hitting. You know, it's this wood, fresh cut wood plank wall that is just not, not complimentary in my opinion. But that's just me. All right. So that is uh, the last of our beer options tonight. It's time 
for a ranking. Okay. Would you like to go first, or would you like me to go first? I'll I'll try to go first. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. So any loser here would be hard luck, um, right? There's well, except for you, 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 you yeah. obviously are going to put the stone there. Um, I'm. I'm only going to put the San Francisco Brewing Company in last place because uh, it's it was it was good, but I mean I think the other beers had something more to say than it did. I I appreciated what was going on in the beer, uh, but I I don't expect this is. I mean, there aren't many times when a Kolsch is going to go up against this lineup and right and get very far. All right, next, next. I may have to put the. Oh, it's tough. <laughs> it does get hard pretty fast here. All right, I'm, I'm gonna. What attributes are you going to elevate? All right, I, I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna have to put the STS pills next. I, I mean, I think it was a very good beer. It's a gold medal winning uh-huh. pilsner. Uh, it's just for whatever reason the other beers were speaking to me more um i don't feel good about it no i understand then i'm gonna put the the arrogant bastard i think it's i think there's a lot happening here uh it's so hard this is this is a hard one i don't have i don't have good really good reasons that's why that's why it's fun, yeah, right? Yeah. We, we paint ourselves into this corner, and we have to make somebody better than somebody else. Um, it's it, it's sort of, yeah, I'm more I'm more just going by feel at this point. So, uh, double bastard, and then I'm gonna have to put uh, Pliny as number three. Uh, like I said, I mean, it's very good beer, but it's uh, it has it has competition these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, pink drank number two, uh, super sour, but you know, that's always great to, to get something that's so bracing and so like, okay, that, that's, that they put effort into that. You could, you could feel. <laughs> or they fucked it up. Or, or they, or they fucked sour. up and, and they fucked up in, in exactly the right way. Uh, and number one, I'm going to put the blind pig. I think the blind pig was great. Like really, really great. All right. Uh, yeah, I agree with you how tough this one is. I'm going to have to put the Arrogant Bastard in last place. It's, I, it, it, it pains me because I thought the rest of the beer, other than that plank-looking part that I was getting, was a really nice and mellow version of Double Bastard. You don't get that very often. You usually get, you know, super bitter, fresh hops, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And I really liked how it mellowed. I just, the barrel was too imposing for me. And... For some reason, it was just really off-putting how resiny and like it was like like I said, licking a fresh-cut board out of a sawmill. Mm. In for uh, fifth place, I am going to put. I'm going to put the San Francisco Brewing Company Kolsch. It was fine. It was not world-class Kolsch. Mm-hmm. No, there's better Kolsches out there, uh, but it was fine. There was nothing wrong with it. It wasn't a bad beer. It was just, you know, a little bit 
little, probably a little too sweet at the beginning for a traditional Kolsch. And it was up against some stout competition. Yeah. In fourth place, I'm going to put the Pliny in fourth place. Uh, it may have been because we screwed up and drank it after the pink drank. <laughs> I mean, I was tasting the Pulpano peppers in it, yeah. you know, like I had this huge pepper thing going on for some reason. And that just could be a flight thing that where we, I messed up picking the order. Uh, it was a fine beer. It, it's a good beer. Very good beer. Um, the other beers in front of it, you know, were, had much more depth, much more to talk about. I'm going to put the pink drank in third place. If anything, the beer was too sour. Mm. It's nice. It's nice tasting like the 11 on the sour scale, you know, just yeah. just to calibrate yourself. But it's not something you want to drink a ton of. Yes. And if right. you're going to drink it, you want to drink it really slowly. Take your time. You know, that's why we set it aside. We didn't put, we didn't drain pour it, right? We're going to finish these probably. Almost certainly going to finish yeah, these in the potion. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. But, you know, it was just too much, too fast. And... Split this between three people. Yeah, absolutely. Or, you know, if you've got a 12-ounce bottle, that's that's a, that's a two sessions for you type yeah. thing. Uh, in second place, I'm going to put the STS. This one was not as good as I remember having out in Denver. Mm. It almost seemed to me like the beer was too fresh. Like they produce it a little with more hops. So when it gets out to the market, and if it fades a little bit, it's like spot on after like a month or something like that. I mean, I'm not saying that's what Vinny means to do. Mm -hmm. You know, do not, you know, think that that's the truth. But that's my impression. The beer had, for for winning gold medal Bavarian pills, it was too hoppy. So it almost seems like they almost calibrated the beer to be drank in another couple weeks. You know, I. So I, yeah, I mean, I didn't, yeah. I didn't like it as much as I, I, yeah. I remembered. So yeah, yeah I, I guess so. So I mean, if anything, that's my feel. But it was still a very good yeah. beer, um, and the aroma was mostly what was overpowering. The flavor was much more in line, mm-hmm. but still a little hop forward. But uh, delicious beer. And then the blind pig. Um, Hey, people, talk more about Blind Pig. This beer is not a slouch in the hop department. It's delicious. And in Russian River's been making it forever. You know, this I believe this was a homebrew recipe that mm-hmm. Vinny had made. So, um, yeah, drink more Blind Pig. Yeah, that that's the... That, if there's a lesson. It's Blind Pig is is the true star um, from, from our perspective, at least. Of the hop family of Russian yeah. River, yeah. All right, sounds good. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of Craft Beer This, uh, this one goes out to Greg from New Zealand. Oh, the, the music here. Who knows who this is? Raise your hand. <laughs> Think back. The heady days of 1989. Maybe 91. Twins. Filmed in Hess Grotto. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Everyone felt it out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, rocket. So, Crafty Radio is produced under the Creative Commons license. Visit CraftyRadio.com for more information if you'd like to 
contact us, you can email us at beer at craftyradio.com. You can also uh, Twitter us, tweet us at Crafty Radio. You can tweet Jeff at Jeff Ferrer. I am at CBR Greg. Uh, CraftyRadio.com slash Amazon for all of your needs. Like this, It's a whole store there. It's, it's amazing. Uh, and I just bought a bicycle pump, a new light fixture, pull string light fixture, a couple light switches, and some inner tubes. And you're getting that from a podcast about beer. Yeah. That's pretty good. Check it out. Uh, hey Nelson, play us out. <laughs> <laughs>